in for a mission. The snap. Winston sells the play action fake again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner of the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Monday to you all, and thanks, as always, for joining us here. We are at Hooters live on Hillsboro, like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., and I am so excited to be joined by defensive tackle Ndamukong Sue. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me. All right, so I know it's unfortunate that we had to get you in here on a day after a, a rough game and a loss, but um, I know you're, you're probably a great person to talk to about when it comes to leadership and, and veterans in the locker room of how you guys handle this moving forward of when you, you don't want it to essentially snowball or become kind of contagious or, you know, when it can be an emotional um, and mental aspect of things now, making sure that you guys move on. So what is it that you guys can be doing to kind of make sure that doesn't happen? Well, it's definitely tough uh, having to deal with losses, uh, especially consecutive ones. But uh, I think that's when we're going to learn the most sometimes. Uh, and it's an opportunity for us as a veteran to show the younger guys, which you do have a pretty young team, to uh, find ways to bounce back. Uh, we're playing great football. Uh, we're just not being detail-oriented and getting, uh, getting the situational game uh, on our side of the ball. And I know that uh, Coach had talked about how Levante, David, was definitely one of those leaders that stepped up after the game and, and had words for the team um, after the loss. What kind of a, a leader has he become? And, and who are some of the guys in general on the team that you, as you came in this year, saw that these were guys that could help be veteran leaders on the team? Yeah, Levante, without question. Carl Nesbitt. Uh, there's a handful of guys on the defense side of the ball and even on the offense side of the ball with Mike Evans and whatnot. Uh, and definitely Levante had a huge emotional um, speech for us after the game, uh, which really came from the heart from my from my opinion uh, and whatnot. And I think it's important for guys to take that and, and internalize it and not just see it as uh, something that was uh, a negative aspect, but take the good things out of it. Because I think it's when, when coaches are yelling at you, you always want to take the negative aspect of it uh, versus finding the little nuggets within that when, the, when he's speaking to you uh, and how to understand and internalize those things and make them be positive. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, in terms of the, the defensive line and, and you specifically, how did you feel like the game went for you guys yesterday as, as, a, as a unit and an individual? Uh, as a unit, I think we played pretty well. Uh, obviously not well enough to win the game, uh, but we shut down the run for the most part. Uh, they had some, some big pieces out there. They killed us on three uh, specific runs um, in general to obviously get their yardage that they did have. Uh, we got to continue to work to get after the passer and, and find situations uh, when we're in situational football, short yardage, whatever it may be, goal line, uh, even backed up. Uh, we got to be a little bit more pertinent. On. And I know that um, it had to be great for you guys to get JPP back. Mm -hmm. And how big of an influence was he in, in what um, the entire defensive game plan maybe could be or, or you guys as a you know outside linebacker defensive line unit could do? Uh, having JPP, ba JPP back uh, gives us a lot of versatility. Uh, it allows the guys to move around a little bit more. He can play inside, outside. He's obviously a, uh, another guy that you have to be very worried for uh, on the offensive side of the ball. So as we continue to move forward uh, in game plans and getting prepared for Seattle, uh, which is our next opponent, and then the rest of the season, uh, it's going to be able to create some different matchups, and it's going to be exciting. I look forward to playing next to him uh, and opposite of him so we can meet at the quarterback. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that idea for sure. Um, how about the idea of 
sacks by multiple guys in that game. Is, mm -hmm. is that really sort of the ideal situation is even instead of having to rely on maybe one guy like Shaq to, to get a bunch like he was earlier in the year to have a lot of different guys? What does that say about what the, the defensive line and outside linebacker unit was able to do? It just goes back to the point of saying we're all versatile uh, and we have an opportunity to move around and be in different positions. And so you never know where we're going to be able to hit you from. Uh, and, and that's something that we pride ourselves on. So we have a fair amount of packages uh, that allow guys to line up in different areas and, and keep the offensive lines guessing where we're going to line up and uh, be able to attack them. What did you know about JPP before coming in here? Uh, I've known a lot about him. Uh, we both came into the league together, uh, both first-round picks. Uh, we actually met in New York in 2010, so uh, I've always followed his career when he was in New York and then obviously recently when he got traded down here. Uh, last year so we've known each other and always kept in uh, contact played against each other uh, a handful of times and whatnot so he's a great guy and what does he like to play with and, and especially to see coming off of an injury like this when you got to see him come back to practice I heard that he brought just an entire different energy level out there yeah he's got a super uh, excitable uh, personality to him so he brings a lot of energy to the table uh, and, and, and even in addition to that he's just a dominant player so being able to feed off of that in practice uh, and be able to go out there and say, all right, there's another Haas out here. We're going to take our game to another level even that much more. Uh, and true competitors are always the guys that want to compete and be around the best. So uh, it's, it's exciting to have them out there. We're talking to defensive tackle and Dominic and Sue. Um, how, speaking of Shaq and his multiple sacks that he got earlier this year, how, how impressive was that for you to watch him do, and, and how big was that for you guys in those beginning games for a guy like him to be producing that way? Uh, Shaq has been playing at a high level uh, all year and excited for him. Uh, I've had multiple one-on-one -on -one conversations with him, keeping him uh, excited just because he's starting to see <laughs> that attention get come to him, which I've seen plenty of times and still see uh, in these days and ages. So uh, he's got to be able to find ways to be a little bit more creative, understand how offenses want to scheme him, understand that he's a, he's a big threat. Uh, and he's obviously played at a high level in one Super Bowl, uh, and, and so he understands it himself, but also getting that attention is a little bit different as well. Yeah, which is why it's nice to get some, uh, some JPP back and other guys in there to distract from that attention, at least on the field. Um, for you guys, the, the run game has, has been incredible this year, and um, what was it about what you guys were doing out there that was working so well against not only just any running backs, but you're basically facing the gauntlet there of a few weeks of Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara and... You know, I mean, it was just incredible, like all the different people that you had to face right in a row, and yet you guys were still just compl almost completely stuffing them. What was working so well? Well, I think a lot of credit goes to our coaches. Uh, I think Coach Casey does an amazing job with us. Uh, he's the one that actually puts the game plan in for our uh, entire defense, and then we hone in in our own particular room, uh, which is very important. It starts with the front seven uh, in the run game, and I think it's always important, and I've been a part of great teams. Uh, in previous years that once we learn how to shut down the run, uh, we can be very devastating in the past. And so as long as we stay consistent in that and, uh, and tighten up even a little bit more because we can be even more detail-oriented in that aspect even though we're playing at a high level in that space. And that will allow us to then create more sacks and be able to get the ball back to our offense for them to continue to put up points. How would you evaluate the run defense specifically from – yesterday because you know I mean Derrick Henry had four negative rushing attempts in the first half but then there also were you know a couple really big plays as well so how do you try to evaluate that maybe now that you guys saw a little bit of film today as well I think that goes back to like I said the details under understanding what teams want to do the adjustments that they're going to make uh, in game as well as at halftime and uh, being able to combat those and, and truthfully I don't, watching the film earlier today uh, for the second or third time is, is truthfully understanding that 
they didn't really change too much. Uh, they stayed with their game, and it, it came down to some of those big runs were uh, due to our own fault. So as long as we continue to stay detail-oriented, understand what the offenses want to continue to do, because most of them aren't going to change uh, their running games uh, just because it's based on personnel most of the time. Uh, you're going to be fine. Just got to be gaps down and, and be aggressive, beat your blocks, beat your one-on-one -on -one situations. Uh, and I enjoy taking double teams. I always told Devin, even told him before the game, it's like I'm happy to take double teams as long as you're coming down and making plays. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. You're mm -hmm. one of those people that, that likes a big challenge like that, I imagine. Uh, no question. It's, it's, it's a sign of respect when uh, people feel like they have to block you with two, three guys. Uh, it's a sign of respect. Does that mean that you get a little offended if they don't? Uh, no, I don't get offended <laughs> because then I know I have a true opportunity to go yeah. and make my own play. So, I like that. Uh, give me one-on-ones. I'm, I'm more than happy yeah. to take them. But then you'll know the respect <laughs> when you get the double. I like yeah. that. Uh, you mentioned the idea of watching the film for the second or third time. I think a lot of people probably imagine that you guys just watch the film against this one-time thing and then you're done. So uh, you're already smiling at that <laughs> idea. But um, So explain to us exactly how much film you watch, either of the game that just happened and then also the idea of the upcoming game. What all are you watching? How many times have you seen things? I mean, it, 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 through a course of a week, you should be probably watching, I mean, if you want to put a number on it, five, six different games. Uh, I mean, we do breakdowns of five, six different teams, and it just kind of depends on what we're looking for and what we're trying to accomplish because uh, some games may give you a bunch of what we're looking at. depends on who the teams previously played against, whether they played a 3-4 team or they played a 4-3 team. Uh, so it just kind of depends on how things kind of fall out to base on how much film I particularly watch um, and because I can see a lot of different things in, in maybe two or three games and whatnot. So, but to your point, I mean, one of the first things I did was got on the airplane after the game and watched the game uh, and then digested it from there. Obviously had the memory of going through it fresh in my memory, just getting off the football field and then come back again in the, in the morning and being able to do that. And then obviously we go through it as a – as a unit, uh, and so that's where that two or three times come in where you get to be able to see the games and understand the mistakes and different things of that nature and understand this is a copycat league. Teams are going to want to run the same exact plays that we got beat on, so we got to be prepared for those things. You mentioned how young the defense is overall. How much did you feel the need to be um, a leader when you came in? That it's, I, I imagine it's sort of a challenge when you are a veteran, respected player, but you mm -hmm. are still sort of the new guy in the building. How did you balance that idea of, who you felt like you needed to be for this locker room? I, I don't feel like I need to be anybody but my personal uh, self. And uh, truthfully, how I've always looked at leadership is by actions. Uh, anybody can talk and say the right things and have amazing speeches. And one of the reasons why I have a great respect for Levante is because he talks and he shows it on the football field. So you can't you can't be mad at a guy like that. He's going to have 12, 15 tackles, PBUs, sacks, and, and, and making big plays. And so you have a respect for a guy like that. For me personally, I like to be one-on-one -on -one, uh, and, and, and really have those more intimate conversations where you truthfully got to get a little deeper than kind of not saying surface level, but you have a, a little bit more understanding in those conversations rather than kind of like a one-two quick punch and you're kind of getting the overall group uh, is kind of how I look at it. Uh, and truthfully, it's leadership comes in many different forms. Uh, I think you can be football-wise, you can be off the field. Uh, I think one of the important pieces is um, – when you're out there and you're with these band of brothers, uh, if you're not band of brothers off the field, you're not truly authentic to being a band of brothers. And so I like to spend time with my guys off the field. And we always make it a point to have D-line dinners, whether we're in town or out of town. And 
uh, whether you're I, I'm getting ready to go back home or near home in the Pacific Northwest and I want my family to meet the guys and all those different things so uh, I think it truthfully just depends on uh, how people look at leadership and I look at it from a perspective of it's all around I imagine a D-line dinner, a lot of food is consumed. <laughs> uh, it can be. Uh, we try to be mindful as we're going <laughs> into uh, a game the next day, so we try not to overeat, but it just kind of depends. Uh, I mean, always want to have a good restaurant. We like good quality meals uh, versus quantity. Let's say you didn't have to be careful about how much you were eating. Who yeah. on the D-line could put down the most, do you think? <laughs> I'm pretty sure between Bo and Vita, they're going to have a nice little battle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they both like to eat and enjoy food, uh, both good dudes nonetheless, but uh, they would probably uh, be in the mix there. That's awesome. I love that. Um, and then for I imagine you said the one-on-one the -on -one idea that Vita is one of those people that you probably had plenty of one-on-one -on -one conversations mm -hmm. with, one of the young guys you were talking about on this defense. How much um, do you feel like you've been able to help him out this year, and how important is that? Um, partnership and, and discussion between the two of you guys for the success of this line? I think it's a continued work in progress because when one, we're getting the opportunity to play with each other uh, in live game situations. Uh, he was out of camp a little bit, uh, but we, before he went out, that we had some good opportunities there. Uh, many conversations. We actually just had one last week, and, uh, and it was really continue to encourage him, encourage him to continue to his uh, consistent play. Uh, he's, I mean, if people go back and watch the film, he was the reason why against Carolina we had two amazing sacks. Uh, one I got to share with him and then one with Carl uh, that he created it and then obviously fell off the tackle and Carl cleaned it up. So continue to be consistent and playing on a high level. Vita's going to be a great talent and continue to uh, be a, a dominant force for the Bucks. All right, we still have plenty more time here with defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. We're going to have more from Hooters on Hillsboro on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Hey, Tampa Bay, welcome the Bucks back to Raymond James Stadium when they face the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday, November 10th. This is our crucial catch game, benefiting local cancer research and patient services following the annual Treasure Chest 5K and Fun Run powered by Jable. To get your game tickets, visit Buccaneers.com slash tickets and come raise the flags with us. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Seahawks this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 3, kickoff at 4.05 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play -play covered. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com. 
When your young athlete is injured and needs help getting back in the game, who do you turn to? The Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa specializes in providing your child the best pediatric physical and occupational therapy and protecting your child's recovery to help prevent future injury. Focusing only on children and young adults, Johns Hopkins All Children's Sports Therapy Center in Tampa wants to get your athlete back in the game and back to playing the sports they love. Learn more at HopkinsAllChildrens.org. You love football, and you love the Bucks, and you love when the Bucks score, and you love when those scores are touchdowns, and you love chicken tenders, and you love PDQ's chicken tenders. So you'll love PDQ's touchdown tenders where you get three free tenders with the purchase of any tender meal at PDQ when you wear your fan gear the day after the Bucks score a touchdown. It's got everything. At PDQ, just made better. At Tampa Electric, we believe knowledge is power. That's why we think it's important for you to know some simple ways to conserve energy and save money, like caulking your windows and weather stripping your doors. You can even earn rebates when you install an energy-efficient heating and cooling system, add insulation, and seal your ductwork. Sign up for a free energy audit and learn more ways to save money and energy. Find everything you need at tampaelectric.com save. Tampa Electric, more power to you. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are here with defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. We have so much more time here with him, which is going to be awesome. We were talking a lot about the leadership capabilities that he has and uh, this young defense and the way that he's been able to uh, influence them. And I, I was wondering if you felt old when Sean Murphy Bunting said that he grew up watching you. He said he had told you that. Yeah. And I had to imagine that uh, that, that made you feel a little bit old. No, not really. I mean, I, I know I'm uh, on the older side of, uh, of football years, but um, it's exciting to see kids like that. Uh, obviously, when I was in Detroit, Sean was, uh, was a big fan. I got to meet his family during camp. So that was uh, always uh, a special moment. I, I love people back in Detroit. It's a, a city that I've enjoyed. I spend time there. My family's there. My older sister actually lives there. So um, but no, I, I didn't feel too old. It was uh, it was it was a little refreshing. Good memories. That's awesome. Uh, and and then another young person on this defense, uh, Devin White, being mm -hmm. asked to essentially be the quarterback of the defense. Mm -hmm. How have you seen him handle that responsibility? Um, that that role that it's it's not just being asked to step in as a rookie and, and be a big part of a defense. It's asking him to lead the defense, including people like yourself that yeah. have been in the league for a long time. I imagine that's asking a lot of a rookie. Yeah, no, uh, I think he's built for it, uh, truthfully, and he's done an amazing job. Unfortunately, he had a little bump in the road, and uh, I think it'll serve him well uh, to be able to get that out of the way, especially out of his system and, and understand that uh, he can come back into this and, and still take over and play at a high level. And so definitely enjoyed having Devin in front of us and giving us the play calls and then behind us getting us lined up and stuff like that. So. Uh, he's a great kid and uh, enjoy playing with him. And like I said earlier, uh, I said I'm, I'm more than happy to take those double teams for as long as you come downhill and go make plays. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, and then we were talking before the show, you grew up in Portland. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, what was what was that like and, and what did you enjoy about Portland? Uh, Portland's a great city. Uh, big foodie town. Uh, obviously the Trailblazers and Nike. Uh, amazing people up there on campus. I, I get to spend a lot of time up there in the off season where I train. Um, and so... 
Love being back in Portland. Great summers, great springs. Uh, sucks right now with the weather up there just because it's a little rainy, so hopefully Seattle's not uh, partaking in that, but um, hopefully uh, we'll have some good weather. I like that. Uh, your parents, uh, you were actually a first-generation American, mm -hmm. uh, so tell us where your parents are from. Uh, my mother's from Jamaica, and uh, my father's from Cameroon, uh, and that's the heritage of where my, name, my first name comes from my family name uh, and it's been a, a great growth uh, process as I've got come here being first generation and having parents uh, from third world countries but uh, they've done an amazing job uh, with me and it's, it's been great to be here uh, and continue to grow. How did uh, each of their cultures and then like is it just being a first generation American how do you feel like that shaped who you are now? Uh, without question shaped me very uh, bigly to who I am right now. Uh, without question my parents are very hardworking folks and understand everything that you want to gain in this world you got to work for uh, as to that's what they had to do to come here in the states and be a successful teacher as my mother and an engineer and my father and uh, I took my footsteps after my father and became an engineer myself and so it was definitely uh, exciting and being able to see how they were brought up and then be able to understand where my heritage comes from and be able to continue to carry that lineage on. And I heard that you are an ambassador in your father's <laughs> hometown. Is that true? Yes, in Tonka. Um, yes, I'm an ambassador of the Bamenda tribe in Tonka. Uh, actually, I have a little um, royalty in my bloodline. So uh, when I got back there in 2014, uh, I got to see uh, our family was the second king uh, in Tonka. So it was definitely exciting to, to be able to see that up on the wall in the museum and uh, know uh, that, uh, that I had that in my heritage. That's super cool. Um, first of all, I, if I were you, I'd be making everyone on that line call me either Ambassador Sue or King Sue. One of those two things for sure. How are you missing this opportunity here? This no, is the chance. No, no, no. We're all, we're all close, and so we, we keep it lighthearted. I like that. That's pretty great. Um, and did I also hear that your dad is only 5'8"? Yes, my dad is very How short. How is this possible? <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> uh, we, we have great uh, bloodlines. Uh, I have a, my great-grandfather, actually, who I'm named after, was 7 foot. Uh, and then my mom is tall for a woman, being 5'11". Uh, and I have two uncles on her side that are both 6'3 and 6'4". So it runs in the family. My dad just unfortunately got skipped. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm imagining at a family reunion, he has to be in the front of the photograph. No, <laughs> maybe <laughs> sometimes, but no, he's got a strong personality. I know I get a lot of my strength from him, so uh, he's, he's blessed me in many other ways. That's great. Um, and, and you guys are more of a soccer family? Is that what I... Uh, grew up playing soccer. Uh, I grew up since I was three. My dad played professionally overseas in Germany and a couple other places. My sister... Played for my dad's country uh, in the 08 Olympics. Wow. Um, so it, it definitely runs in the family. That's awesome. Uh, what did they think of football when you were first trying it? Because that is such a distinctly American sport. How much did they know about it or understand what you were getting ready to go do and then their thoughts on you playing it? Uh, my dad wasn't a huge fan of it because he saw me moving away from soccer. Mm. Uh, and so it was... He was a little sad, uh, but he said, obviously, if it's something that I, that I like to do and I wanted to get into... Uh, he'd happy to support me. My mom was 100% against it. Uh, she was like, I don't like it. I don't like the injuries, all the different p things of it. And I told her, I was like, I was going to be out. I'm going to be the one out there going after people and hitting them hard and whatnot. It's not going to be the other way around. <laughs> nice. She was like, it's not even that. I don't care about so much. It's more so going into school and being in high school and all these different things, education. And she's a big teacher. So she's 
was very uh, strong-headed on that piece. So I didn't get to play uh, until my sophomore year uh, of high school, and she kind of got into it a little bit, and now she's critiquing me and why you didn't make this play, why you didn't do that. Uh, it's like, Mom, it's not my responsibility. You're like, can we go back to where you didn't know anything about this? <laughs> exactly. So uh, when my parents uh, allow me to do things, they get 100% behind me. And so uh, it was a great decision to, for her to allow me to, to get after the sport in high school. That's great. Devin uh, actually said he was on the show last week and said that he thought his mom was harder on him than his coaches. Is that same for you? Uh, without question. All <laughs> sports, uh, whether it was this. soccer, basketball. I mean, she's like, why didn't you score more points? Why didn't you do this? Uh, and I was like, Mom, that's not necessarily my role all the time to do those <laughs> things. So, um, But, yeah, parents are definitely hard on you, but in a positive way. That's great. And, and you're still a big soccer fan? I am, yes. Uh, I uh, like to watch EPL. Uh, I support arsenal uh most of the time just because of Thierry Henry uh he was a famous soccer player that played there for many years and I got to see him back on loan 2011 uh, I went to a game uh I know our our owners are man you owners and obviously fans there but uh I, I like arsenal my sister will get along with the owners though. nice there you go at least <laughs> one member Man-U. of the family is yeah, a Man-U exactly. supporter. that's perfect um and I've heard that you want to uh own a team I would. Uh, I think uh, being able to own an NFL team or an NBA team or any sports team of, of that matter, would uh, I have a, a great passion for it, being able to be involved in the analytics uh, as well as sports performance. Uh, I got a huge uh, want to and drive to help other athletes be successful. I think I've got a great team around me, which has allowed me to play 10 amazing years and many more, hopefully, after this. Um, and so I, I think being able to have that knowledge and be a pro myself and being able to translate to younger guys would be uh, something that would be amazing. So That's huge. And as, when you talk about owning a team, that is definitely the business side of sports. And in general, you are a very um, business-minded mm-hmm. person. You're pretty passionate about entrepreneurship, things like that. And I heard um, you even have Warren Buffett <laughs> as a mentor. I do, yes. That is not something a lot of people can say. That is quite an honor there. How did this happen? Uh, I was very lucky. Uh, I was in college, went to a great university, as he did as well, uh, in the University of Nebraska. And we came down, was an honorary captain in 2009, my senior year. And uh, we got to know each other uh, shortly thereafter that. Uh, I met him before the game then. And then later on that spring, I got a chance to go and sit in, in his office. And I thought it was going to be a quick conversation. Uh, luckily, Coach Osborne introduced us. Uh, sat down there and we spoke for two, three hours. So uh, I speak to him all the time. Uh, very lucky to do so. I actually spoke to him the other day. So he's uh, he's doing well and and it's always exciting to be able to bounce things off of him and especially in the business world as I continue to grow and have many aspirations outside of sports. And so what are some of those aspirations and what is it about business that is so attractive to you? I think somebody who's well-rounded and has the ability to be in multiple different avenues is, is allows their brains to be at a high level. So even when I'm in season, I still like to look at deals, look at different decks and, uh, from the PE world and VC world uh, and whatnot and just keep my brain fresh and understand different articles. Uh, I get articles sent to me all the time. I was actually looking at something earlier today and seeing about all the FANG stocks that have as long as you're a strong holder of, of, of good companies, uh, they're going to see a ton of success with them. Obviously, there's going to be ebbs and flows throughout the market and things of that nature, but uh, you stay stick, stick with them over the decades, you'll, you'll be fine. 
what were your plans before you thought about being a professional football player? What did you think you wanted to do after college? Uh, I got my degree in engineering, construction management, uh, and then my dad is a mechanical engineer, so my goal was to go back home and uh, add another dimension to his, uh, his company and uh, basically just develop land in uh, different buildings, uh, which still is true, and we're still doing that. Uh, and so we've, we're actually getting ready to work on our second uh, multifamily project um, here shortly. We've completed one uh, late last year, uh, which was great, and it's fully occupied and enjoying it. But yeah, I love real estate, so um, love developing, working with my hands, and crunching the numbers and making sure the deals are right. That's great. We're talking defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. Uh, you mentioned what you majored in in Nebraska. How did you choose Nebraska? Uh, Nebraska, uh, a little bit of a long story, uh, but uh, in short, my sister went to Mississippi State. There was a gentleman there who was coaching her boyfriend at the time. Uh, he actually moved and was a defensive line coach at Mississippi uh, or at uh, Nebraska and uh, recruited me there. So uh, there was a mutual relationship there. I've always heard of Nebraska. Bill Callahan was there, uh, and obviously he was a big coach, big-time coach coming out of the NFL. And uh, so I decided to go there. Uh, I got to – be both the best of both worlds playing football and be able to get my uh, degree in engineering at the same time so I said why not let's go let's go to Nebraska have some fun go beat up on the Sooners and then go from there <laughs> at least you didn't say Mizzou but I do remember <laughs> that's where I was and I remember a game where you broke all of our hearts it is much more fun having you on the team that I'm working for well, now I wouldn't say Mizzou because and I'm going to take a shot here because wow. you guys weren't a rival you guys were you I, we were your rival you weren't our rival that's, so we weren't uh, that's how we that's how we looked at it. Oklahoma was always a rival to us I knew I was going to regret asking you to be on the show already <laughs> just taking shots more deep but I remember Blaine Gabbert was was uh, the quarterback at the time was there discussion of that whenever you arrived here yes me and Blaine uh, got that out of the way very one of the first <laughs> few conversations yeah. we had but I've seen him plenty of times before on the football field and uh, we, we definitely have fun I, I feel bad for him he had to go through some of those wraths uh, against our defensive line but he played hard. He, he was tough and, and took all the hits and, and played uh, tough. But we had to win that game. We needed to go and uh, make a nice run in the Big 12. Yeah, that was terrible. I'm sure he's very happy that now uh, the only time he's going against you is when he has one of those jerseys on that says, can't touch me. So. Exactly. I'll still touch him, but I won't hit him hard. Yeah, <laughs> you'll just tap and remind him you still could if you yeah. tried. I like that. Um, how were you able to be so dominant in Nebraska? I mean, people talked about it like you revolutionized – that position even in college football and you won so many awards and your first couple years there played well but nothing compared to towards the end what changed and clicked to where you got to the point where you were just one of the most dominant players even people talking about trying to give you the Heisman which is almost unheard of for anything other than you know a quarterback or a running back yeah for sure um in college it was fun um and Bo came in as my coach my last three years Bo Pelini and he uh, had a great conversation with me when he first got there. It was kind of really blunt, which I always loved about Bo. He's like, uh, you're playing like bleep right now. And so <laughs> if you want to be in this, uh, if you want to continue to be here at Nebraska, because I was thinking about going back home to Oregon State at the time. But he was like, if you want to stay here, uh, I, I promise you, you can be better than Glenn Dorsey, who was uh, down there at LSU when they had won the championship the year before. And I was like, well, I mean, I've watched him from afar. He's a great player. Uh, I mean, and he was going to be a first-round pick and actually became a first-round pick. So I took the challenge, uh, enjoyed every bit of it, got into my book, understanding football a lot better. And then truthfully, it was really with Carl Pelini, his brother, who was our D.C. defensive line coach. And he, he showed me how to 
understand football from front to back and, uh, and, and so forth and so on. And so really now I knew all the positions around me as well as how the other guys behind me fit in. And once I was able to do that, I knew where I could cheat. Um, so, <laughs> That's the key. Uh, finding ways to cheat and make plays was was exciting. He gave me free reign. And one of the words that I'll never – or one of the comments in conversation we ever ha- – uh, best conversation we had was when he was said simply, I can never be mad at you if you're making a play. But <laughs> if you're in the wrong place and you're not making the play, then – I'm going to yell at you. And so I always made it a point. I'm going to make it a play so he can't yell so at me. Even if I'm in the wrong Yeah. So <laughs> it, was a, it was a great defense. Uh, he learned how to play with my hands and uh, a bunch of different things. So it was exciting times at Nebraska under that crew. That's awesome. Um, when did you realize you could go pro? When Was there one moment or what yeah. was it? Yeah, one moment? Yeah, there was a moment. Uh, it was uh, actually – it was kind of a combination of a moment in, in time uh, being able to spend with uh, a guy named Adam Carricker. So a lot of people may not remember him, but he was a 13th overall pick to St. Louis Rams uh, actually at the time. And he was at Nebraska two years ahead of me and lifting weights with him, watching stuff. And he was like, go through these moves and do these things. So I was basically doing everything he was doing. And I was a sophomore at the time. And wow. so he went to the draft the following spring and I was like, all right, if he's, <laughs> he's getting drafted that high, there's no question I have an opportunity to be able to do that if I can be consistent and go out there and make plays. So um, Adam showed me the, the ropes and the things that I need to do. I put my own twist on it and, uh, and got better and uh, found ways to make a ton of plays and have a lot of excitement. And I played with some great guys, uh, had some great secondary guys, Prince, uh, Jared Crick, uh, all those guys were, were a part of my success. All right, we are just past the halfway point here on Buccaneers Total Access, live from Hooters on Hillsboro with defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. We have plenty more coming up, so don't go anywhere. This is brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. This weekend, sit your hiney down at Beef for Brady's and do game day like a real fan. Award-winning wings, premium blend Angus burgers, and beer. Get the idea? Then get to beefs and root like you mean it. Seriously, I'll be listening. Don't have an ordinary Monday. Have a Burger Monday at Beefo Brady's. Stacked high with fresh Angus and fries, just $5.99 all day. Beefo Brady's Burger Mondays. Nobody outbeefs beefs. Pricing may vary. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like a Buccaneer. Bucks fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck. America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. When it comes to cancer, defense isn't always the right strategy. You have to be willing to go on the offensive, to attack it relentlessly, like Moffitt Cancer Center. Standing up to it with the same courage Moffitt sees in every cancer patient they treat. That's why Moffitt is working every day to outsmart cancer. Not just react to it, but get ahead of it, which is the best way to win. To see stories of courage, visit moffitt.org courage. Moffitt. Proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It's 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Seahawks this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 3, kickoff at 4.05 on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. 
Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. GEICO.com. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Rubenstein, and this is Rubenstein's Rules for Personal Injury. Rule number one, get an attorney. When you or a loved one have been injured by another's negligence, an experienced attorney can make a huge difference. At Rubenstein Law, we will find all the insurance, make sure your injuries are documented, and work to get you the best result. While each case is different, a well-known insurance company's own study show people with a lawyer, on average, got more money. Call Rubenstein Law at 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Offices in Tampa and throughout Florida. Hi, it's JC with the top five reasons you should watch all the big games at Hooters instead of at home. Number one, our nearly world-famous wings, shaken in your favorite wing sauce. You just can't duplicate that. Two, pitchers of beer served ice cold at your table so you don't miss any of the action. Three and four, Hooters delicious seafood and sandwiches. And number five, all the food and fun served up by the world-famous Hooters girls, of course. See you at Hooters. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Bucks Total Access. We are here with defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. This has been awesome getting a chance to know him. We've been talking a little bit about um, your life off the field as well, mm-hmm. that you're really into business. Um, you also seem to be very into travel, thanks yes. to your Instagram. <laughs> um, where all have you loved going? so far the most uh i've seen a lot of this world and there's many more to see um but i mean i've been to some amazing places uh most recently was in uh bordeaux where i got engaged um to my lovely fiance which makes it automatically the best trip you've ever been on right (laughs) for sure um (laughs) since she's sitting over here i felt like i'd lobby that softball right yeah yeah with her yes that was the best trip uh i've had some amazing boys trips in israel and uh, Monaco, um, and we've been to Shanghai, so we've we've had been around the world uh, a handful of times. I love traveling. Were you nervous to propose? I wasn't nervous. Uh, I didn't think she would say no, but uh, there was a little pit in my gut that she may. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I wasn't too nervous. Uh, I, my biggest thing is I wanted to surprise her, and I wanted to make sure she had absolutely no clue, um, which was definitely difficult because off season we spend a lot of time together uh unlike we have unlike in season so uh we're pretty much attached to our hips and i had to maneuver Mm -hmm. and do some different things and uh it was uh it was definitely difficult you had to be stealthy yeah very stealthy i had to thank god my best friend overseas uh helped me with a lot of it so that's awesome i went to i went I, i forgot what i was doing i think came back from working out and i was doing something and i told her uh, a little bit of a white lie because I had to wait for the ring shop to open up at 10, and I, I told her I forgot to I forgot something out at the gym, and I had to go back. And then I got on Facetime with my best friend and was like, "Man, like, what ring or what cut am I gonna get? Uh, and what VVS? All these different things, clarity. So it was it was a, it was a little bit nerve wracking. I only had a short amount of time because we had an appointment. So you had to be decisive. With yeah, that I was. It had to be very quick. So uh, actually, had to get two rings. <laughs> you got two rings, yeah. like a just in case. Or yeah, what? yeah. That's so we uh, we made a decision after that. So it was it was good. It was fun. Did she pick the one you proposed with? Uh, she did, uh, <laughs> and she liked it. She enjoyed them, uh, nice. and so that would have uh, been terrible. Yeah, you proposed. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, How about this no, one? it That's was great. it was it was a great time. That's awesome. Um, 
how about you also got to go to the French Open mm -hmm. and uh, Serena Williams is, is actually a family friend of yours. How did how did that happen? Yeah, she's uh, been great. We we have mutual connections uh, through relationships, and so we've got to know each other over the years. And she's uh, she gave us tickets to actually go to that game or to that match and watch her play and see other people play. Um, so that was great, and then also had the opportunity uh, many years ago because she was a part of the Dolphins as well, uh, and she gave some gifts to my mother, as my mother's a huge fan of her and her sister. So uh, she's a, she's a great woman, very aspiring, and, and and love everything that she does. That's awesome, very cool. Um, when you were trying to make the decision on where you were going to go this this off season, mm -hmm. what all factored into that decision that you? You clearly are a guy who uh, puts a lot of thought into his decisions and his yep. life plan and um, your interests and how you're going to spend your time. So I, I imagine that this was not a just sort of spur-of-the-moment decision or something <laughs> that you didn't take very seriously. It definitely wasn't. Uh, and really just broke down the team and, and many teams that I was looking at and had the opportunity to get a, a closer view and, and talk to some actually some people that, that are close to the organization, uh, just understanding what they uh, were focused on and wanted to do and, and, and really all those things kind of uh, have come to fruition and understanding and, and really it's up to us as, as players to go out there and execute and, and that one of the biggest factors of me coming here was because of Coach Bowles uh, and being out of a solid conversation with him. I can remember exactly where I was. I was actually in Boston uh, visiting my uh, my little sister on my fiance's side uh, and we had a conversation. I was working. I think it was like 5:30 in the morning. Coach called me, and we were just talking about a handful of things. And, and this is actually the second time around. Coaches had tried to get me because uh, he was with the Jets previously and uh, wanted me to come there. And I and I decided to go to LA. So it was. I, th I felt like it was a great time to come underneath him and under his tutelage. And we've known each other for five or six years now. When he was in Arizona uh, previously, and we have some good mutual friends. That's awesome. So tell me about uh, what it's been like playing for Coach Bowles in particular, and then we'll get to Bruce in a minute. But Todd Bowles specifically, what you already knew about him, what you've learned about him since coming here. A great defensive mind, uh, and even much more I found out that uh, he's, he's very, very on point on everything and understands offenses like no other. Uh, and so as long as really as a defensive player, all you got to do is understand what he wants us to do each and every single play. and and ask him all the questions because he's going to have all the answers. Uh, he's been around the league and played against every single team, seen all type of offenses, and uh, he's got great game plans. A uh, very detail-oriented guy. Um, and this is probably, I'd say, top two or three difficult, difficult defenses I've been in. Um, and, and, and not difficult from a standpoint of learning, but just moving parts and things that we have in, in, in different checks, which I love because that, that means – we're not just going out there and saying, all right, we're just going to be bigger and better than you, which we, we want to, and it's what we do in the run game. But when we get to dialing it up and blitzes and stuff like that, we're very strategic in how we want to uh, attack offenses. I like that. And how does his defense specifically play to your strengths? Uh, just allowing me to get off the ball, have fun. Uh, and, and really, uh, he puts me in a position, and especially when I'm, I get to play three technique majority of the time where uh, I get I do get – am able to get created one-on-ones, um, but sometimes it doesn't always work because people still decide to slide their center in, in particular ways. But uh, And even in addition to that, we, we come after the quarterback all the time. Uh, so we're high power, uh, we blitz, uh, but we can also do four-man rushes and different things of that nature. And now that, like you said earlier, with JPP coming back, it, it gives us more versatility. And how about Bruce Arians as a coach? What had you um – heard about him before you got here and 
what made him someone that you wanted to, to play for as well? Yeah, he's a great offensive mind and, and, and always knew that and haven't gone against him. Mm -hmm. uh, so he had many great game plans against uh, myself. But even in addition to that, um, just his interactions with Fitzgerald uh, in, in Arizona. Uh, I'm super close to Fitz and known him for years. He's really one of the main guys that brought me into the league under, under his tutelage uh, of being a professional and whatnot. And so just knowing that he always loved Bruce and, and he's a true players coach and, and takes care of his guys. Uh, I've always been a big fan and, and I thought it'd be a great situation now here in Tampa. And, and now he got away from doing TV and, and came back to coaching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, you mentioned your defensive line coach, Casey Rogers, earlier. Mm -hmm. You also have an assistant uh, defensive line coach, Lori Locust. Um, and then I have also noticed before games, you tend to warm up with uh, Moral Javadifar, who's the strength MJ. coach. So you basically get to, uh, you're one of the few people that really works incredibly closely with both the female coaches that yep. are on the roster. Did you recognize that that was sort of a unique cool thing, that the first team ever to have multiple female coaches and you're one of the few people that works with both of them closely? Yeah, no, I, I think it's very cool. Coach Lowe does an amazing job with us. She's on point all the time. Uh, we actually get to talk quite a bit during the weeks to, on just different things uh, and little game plan stuff. and little secrets that we have going into the games uh, and little tidbits of that. And then obviously MJ takes great care of me throughout the week. And then obviously as most people get to notice uh, pregame warmups, but every before every single practice during uh, my weight training sessions in the morning, MJ is always there to help me. Um, she is a great PT uh, and obviously gets me prepared for each and every single game prior, stretching, all the different stuff. So. Uh, to me, she's, she's an amazing mind, and we get to talk about uh, great things that keep me on the field. That's awesome. And uh, who would you say, you've, you've now at least have been in the league for 10 years, mm -hmm. who are the hardest O-linemen you've ever had to go against? <laughs> uh, hardest O-linemen? Uh, well, usually I don't get to go against just one. Right, yeah, um, of course. So because of that respect usually, we talked usually about. a combination. Uh, but guys that I respect, uh, I'd probably say Marshall Yanda up in um, with the Ravens. I have a lot of respect for um, – Kyle Long with the Bears, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for um, Justin, but I think he's out. He's retired now. I think he recently retired. Uh, he's a good, good guy. Um, and then uh, I'm drawing a blank on uh, the center's name in uh, with the Oakland Raiders, um, Rodney Hood, uh, or yeah, Rodney. Rodney's a, a great player. Uh, got a lot of respect for him, and he's a pretty dominant center. When you say you have a lot of respect for them, is it essentially that because they've actually done a good job against you? Uh, they have they have some crafty moves that made okay. me think of some things I needed to do a little extra. Oh, against okay, them. they challenged you uh, in yes, a different way. They, okay. uh, strong hands, good positioning, uh, quick. Uh, another guy I'd probably say is is, is Kelsey up there in uh, with Philly. He's a very athletic center, uh, can move, uh, and so they they challenge you a little bit more than. The, uh, the typical offensive lineman. Okay, I like that. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here with defensive tackle and Dominican Sue. We are live from Hooters on Hillsboro, like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. This is Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty. 
which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through October 31st. Come in today and enjoy a credit of up to $1,500 towards your first three payments through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first two months payment and certified pre-owned warranties. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Euro Cars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Loki Motor Company, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. Run for a great cause at the Buccaneers Treasure Chest 5K and Fun Run, powered by Jable, on Sunday, November 10th. Each registration benefits local cancer research and patient services, with runners finishing at the 50-yard line of the Bucks Indoor Practice Field at Advent Health Training Center. Register to participate and receive a t-shirt, chipped race bib, and a ticket to see the Bucks take on the Cardinals that same day. For more information or to sign up, visit Buccaneers.com slash race. Hey, Bucks fans, Frontier Communications wants to be your ultimate teammate this season. How are they going to do that? Well, they'll be giving away the ultimate Buccaneers prize package to every home game this season. One lucky winner each game will win a pair of sweet tickets, a parking pass, and a once-in-a-lifetime VIP on-field experience. To be entered to win, just go to Frontier.com slash Bucks. It's that easy. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Hi, it's JC with the top five reasons you should watch all the big games at Hooters instead of at home. Number one, our nearly world-famous wings, shaken in your favorite wing sauce. You just can't duplicate that. Two, pitchers of beer served ice cold at your table so you don't miss any of the action. Three and four, Hooters delicious seafood and sandwiches. And number five, all the food and fun served up by the world-famous Hooters girls, of course. See you at Hooters. Hey, Florida drivers and motorcycle riders, don't fumble. Do your part to stay safe on our roadways. Florida has observed a significant number of motorcycle fatalities and crashes. Drivers, watch for motorcycles. Don't drive distracted. Motorcycles are hard to see. Take the extra effort to look for them. Riders play defense. Always ride responsibly. Wear proper gear. Make yourself more visible. Get trained and never drink and ride. On the road, safety is worth way more than two points. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Happy Monday again, and thanks for being with us here. We are at Hooters on Hillsborough like we are every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. This is our final segment here with defensive tackle and Dominic and Sue. Thanks again for being with us. Thank you. Okay, so we were uh, talking about the O-linemen that you uh, most respect or the hardest ones to go against. How about the quarterbacks you've most enjoyed sacking? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sure all of them, yes, obviously. Yes, but without question. Uh, but I enjoy taking down Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Uh, he's always fun. Tom Brady's always a, a classic um, I mean, truthfully, all of them are just great to hit uh, <laughs> or, or push down or lay down in this day and Gently age. Gently <laughs> set down. Yeah, yes. didn't you even get in trouble in college? You got flagged for just hitting one too hard. It was in the, the I, I did, yes. I, I picked him up and threw him down and <laughs> said, uh, we sack, but he just hit him too hard. So They said it wasn't even illegal. Yeah. They just were like, you're just too good at your job. I That's guess. It. <laughs> yeah. um, have you, is there a quarterback you haven't sacked yet that you want to? Uh, hmm. I mean, 
any new young guy that's coming in the league. Uh, I'm excited to uh, go against Kyle Murray uh, mm. pretty soon. Um, in a couple weeks, I believe, when think they come home. Yeah, they do. It's uh, our first We finally game. get yep. home. Yeah, finally. <laughs> we finally get home and go against them. So, uh, But any young guy, any quarterback I haven't seen uh, is always uh, the next best. Are there certain players that you watch their film uh, to, to learn from or certain guys that you've looked up to that play your position? Uh, back in the day, without question, uh, Reggie White was a, was a big guy that I watched uh, and learned a lot of stuff from. But I'm truthfully, I've willing to learn from any and everybody. Uh, I, I've never been afraid to, to say that I don't know everything about my sport uh, and let alone my position. So uh, one, having great coaches that can teach me technical things, uh, which Coach Rogers does, and I've had amazing coaches, Coach Washburn, Coach Kasurik, uh who's with the 49ers now. Um, so being able to just learn from each and every single guy and even young guys and just seeing how they move and beat guys and do different stuff like that. There's little tidbits that I can learn because the game's always evolving. Uh, I mean, I, I work on new moves all the time, uh, being able to watch guys on film, see how they, they've beaten their opponents, uh, see how that fits into my game or something that I could add into my game. And then you got a chance to play with Aaron Donald, which mm -hmm. is uh, definitely one of the top of the position. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn uh, playing with him and, and even getting a chance to see why he's been able to be so successful? Oh, he's a great player, uh, athletically lifted. Uh, and, and one of the things that I've noticed with him, he's, he's got built-in leverage. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's not a super tall guy. It's a really so. nice way to say that he's short. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and, and very powerful. Knows how to use leverage uh, in, against offensive linemen. So... Uh, just different things, learn how to, to, to get his hip hip to hip with different, different offensive linemen and, and get past them. Uh, and so there was a, a, a lot of great things to be able to play with a guy like that uh, amongst other great defensive lines uh, that I've been with. Uh, probably the best that I've ever been with was in 2014 where we were very, very close to breaking uh, the defensive line sack record. Uh, and we were the top run defense mm -hmm. uh, and broke a record there. So uh, to me, it's it's – it's not about um, individual play when it comes to defensive line. You obviously want to be best at your, at your and be an effective defensive lineman, but you're you're only going to be as good as the guys next to you. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you mentioned how we're finally going to be home in a couple <laughs> weeks. How tough has this road stretch been? Uh, I wouldn't say it's been tough. Uh, I think it's been good. It creates character. Uh, I personally enjoy being on the road. I like traveling, like moving around, as you alluded to. Uh, earlier in the segments uh, of being overseas and whatnot. Um, but it, it does feel good to come home and see our fans, and uh, we'll definitely look forward to that after we hopefully go up to uh, Pacific Northwest and take care of business. Yeah, we got to go back to your little home area. Tell us, uh, facing Russell Wilson, what are the things that you guys have to be most cognizant of? Uh, he's an uh, athletic, uh, aggressive, uh, and elusive quarterback. So we're going to have our hands full uh, with him. Uh, but most important, even before we get to him uh, as a passer and, and a, as a runner, uh, we got to shut down their run game. Uh, their offensive line uh, prides themselves on being dominant and uh, being guys that can run the football behind them. And they've got some great running backs, and we got a, a big, tall task ahead of us. And as you mentioned before, uh, we're seeing we're going through the gauntlet with top running offenses. So uh, it's be another great challenge for us as a front seven. And then uh, we got to be able to go from there and transition to getting after the passer. Yeah, that's huge. And um, 
Seattle is definitely one of the louder places to play. Is that something that fires you up? It's a, it's a lot harder for you know our offense having to go in and try <laughs> to you know make their calls and everything. But does it actually help you guys to get a little amped up? Make you know, try to quiet the it, crowd? It doesn't truthfully bother me. Uh, louder the better. Uh, worse communication for their offense. Uh, I don't necessarily need to to hear calls and things of that nature just because we have our ways of communicating uh, as a, as a defense. Um, but I enjoy those atmospheres. It's, it's always fun to be in a hostile atmosphere and quiet the crowd and, uh, and leave. So I uh, was able to do that last year. Hopefully you be able to do that this year and uh, have some fun. You seem like someone that wouldn't be phased by anything, but as we're about to finally get a home game again, mm -hmm. did the cannons ever scare you? <laughs> no, the cannons did not scare me. Uh, they more, more or less caught me off guard of where they were coming from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, but no, they didn't scare me. Uh, I, I've been down here before and, uh, and it had, unfortunately, when I was on the opposite side of the ball, had them go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you grew to hate them yeah. then. You like them a little bit more yeah, now. Yeah, but I like them now. That's so. good. That's so perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, uh, it's exciting to talk to you and uh, get to know you as well. Awesome. I love it. And thanks to all of you guys for coming out here. We encourage all the rest of you who've never made it out here every Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. at the Hooters on Hillsboro. We are here with a different player every single week. We're going to have more next week here from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access. We've been brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. All season long, when the Bucks score, you score 50% off pizza at Domino's.com. That's 50% off pan pizzas, thin crust, or even Domino's famous hand-tossed. With 34 million pizza combinations, you can pick your favorite game day combo. Put in code BUCKSFAN and score half off your pizza every Monday after the game. Limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Offer applies to pizza portion of your orders only. Love to save money? Well, here's some good news. Now it's even easier. Just pick up the Tampa Bay Times every Sunday and look for a bigger, better batch of coupons, now including Retail Me Not Every Day, formerly known as Red Plum, for savings you love on the things you need. Spend $2 on a Sunday paper and you could save up to $200 or more every week. Get out your scissors because it's time to snip and save. The Tampa Bay Times, worth knowing, worth subscribing. Ford's SUV season is here. If you're looking for the brand with more SUVs on the road today, get a Ford. If you're looking for hands-free tech and spacious seating, get a Ford. And if you're looking for the best deal of the season, get a Ford during SUV season. But hurry, these deals won't last long. Get to your local Ford dealer or learn more at buyfordnow.com. Based on IHS market total vehicles and operation as of October 2018 for all CUV and SUV segments. Tampa Bay Buccaneers Chris Godwin on victories and the practice that gets you there. For those who go the extra mile, even when the finish line feels a lifetime away. For those who gladly accept every bump and every bruise for the good of their team. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. We support you for proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health. Feel whole.
For the ultimate in tailgating, head over to Lazy Days RV, the world's largest RV dealership. Choose from over 1,500 RVs from the nation's largest selection of RV brands. Plus, at Lazy Days, experience more. Up to $10,000 in exclusive benefits that only Lazy Days offers. And visit Florida's largest RV accessory store for a huge selection of tailgating RVs and a chance to win the ultimate RV tailgating experience. Visit Lazy Days with locations in Tampa and Ocala. Visit them at LazyDays.com or stop by. This NFL season, when the Buccaneers win, D.D. Perks members also get to experience the sweet taste of victory. Because if the Buccaneers win, the next day, Duncan is offering a $1 medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and treat yourself to real victory. Because this season, Buccaneers fans aren't only going to be winning on game days. They're going to be winning the day after game days, too. The Buccaneers in America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limit one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Join us next Monday live from Hooters on Hillsborough Avenue. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio, 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg, home of the best Bucks coverage. Woo!